Let's talk about movies. This is Kenny from my brain. If you want to talk movies, well, guess what? We on the same thing. You gotta watch, 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 watch this podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today, uh, we are continuing our theme of talking about Independence Day. By talking about Independence Day Resurgence. Um, (laughs) So, I had the guys watch the sequel to Independence Day, so we will be talking about that later. But before we get into that, over the weekend, Devin and I did watch Independence Day, so thank you to anyone who tuned into our watch party here on, uh, where did we do it, Twitch and Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. It was YouTube Uh, too, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, our YouTube is like the redheaded uh, adopted child. I just forget <laughs> about it. Um, it's there. Poor guy. If you missed that, you can download it now in our podcast feed mm-hmm. on Spotify, iTunes, all of that stuff uh, as an audio commentary. So you just pull your phone up, watch the movie on your TV, have it playing on your phone. Mm-hmm. Then you have our commentary. It's, it's, that it's fun. Yeah, I, I like our commentary. I I don't know. I'm incredibly biased, but I like what we what we prepared. Yeah, it it was a lot of fun, uh, and we set up a lot of the conversation. I think we're gonna have today. So, um, looking forward to that. Um, did you guys have a good Fourth of July weekend? <laughs> I uh, didn't do much. I made burgers, and mm. I had I we bought Bud Light here. Which you know, over here is an imported beer, so we bought a fancy imported beer and had fancy imported beer. So you had canned water, okay? Pretty much, yeah. I I was shocked at how little it tasted like anything, mm-hmm. which made me collectively realize that I think all fans of Bud Light don't actually like beer, but want to be seen to like beer. Is that right? Did I read yeah. that right? Yeah. It, it it that and it's. It's easy to drink in quantity. Yeah. To get to get drunk. Like, yeah, that's pretty much it. It makes their stuff like Limerita and like the like Bud Light seltzers that they have. It makes those make sense. Because like I could have put strawberry flavoring in there and it wouldn't have taken away from anything. That's why you will only ever see me drink Budweiser and not Bud Light. <laughs> is there a difference? Yeah, there is. Okay. Mm-hmm. You I can't taste I... the Beachwood. I, I drink Yingling if I have to drink a beer, and I don't drink the light. Like, my dad buys the light occasionally, and I just, I don't. <laughs> I like the sense if I have to drink a beer. Do you not like beer, Alan? I, I'm not a huge drinker. Like, I like to drink. I just oh, okay. don't do it often. Sure, like, sure. So, and but when I go. moods. Yeah, if, I, if, I, if I'm going out for drinks, I'll go out for drinks, but I'm not, mm-hmm. like, I don't usually keep a six-pack in the fridge or anything. So, yeah, no, I'm the same. Um, so the reason I asked about the weekend is I think I know how we all kind of spent part of it, at least. And that's with uh, so. Stranger Things uh, four volume two. Uh, I, I, I don't know if we want to get into spoilers for this or not, but what did you guys think of the finale of Stranger, Stranger Things? What do you think, Ryan? The longer it goes, like when it ended, I was like, oh, my God, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. The longer I get away from it, the more I'm not entirely sure if I like part two of season four. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to have issues in my head with it. So, okay, yeah. 
Devin, how about you? I really liked it. I, I still like it. I don't know. I don't know if I thought about it enough after I watched it to like pick apart any of the issues. But I think that some of the choices that they made and, and some of the character moments that happened in it just had to happen. I mean, I think it's... I, I don't know that you could have told the story from here without doing what they did. And, you know, while some things were like, whoa, how shocking is it that that happened? If you, like, think about it for a second, you're like, well, it's not really. It had to happen this way or else they literally wrote themselves into a corner. So, you know, I liked it. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. My biggest concern, like, I enjoyed it, but I have problems with it. Um, really? Yeah. Like, there, there's a there's a trend when every season of Stranger Things where um, a likable character who's introduced in the season doesn't make it to the end. Um, Is that a problem? It, it, it becomes predictable. Like if they introduce a, a new character in the future, I'm just going to like, like it's hard for me to get involved, like invested in new characters when they do the same thing every year. It's like, so we had this talk uh, in the, in the, in the flat. And I think the ratio of new characters they introduce every season two new characters they kill off every season is one to two in favor of characters they keep. So season two, you had Bob. Mm-hmm. Bob did not make it likable character, but they also introduced Max. Yes. And Max stayed. And then in season three, the next season was Max's brother, but then they also introduced Robin and Robin stayed. I mean, Max's brother was in season two as well. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember him in that one. I remember him just being more of a jerk in season three. But I don't know. I, I I do get it. I definitely understand that where it makes you not want to trust in like characters that get introduced. But specifically regarding that character to be as vague as possible, how does that character have a life after what happened to that character in the season? Because they literally wrote that character into a corner yeah. where no, no, so I'm much just... had happened. Yeah, like they. I enjoyed the characters. I would love to see more of them, but Mm -hmm. eh, I don't want to get into spoilers. That's no. Beyond that, I I think they did some bold choices with some characters and uh, Mm -hmm. bones and stuff. Uh, Oh yeah, but I'm I'm excited to see where where they go for the last season. I'm curious how much of a time jump they're going to do because I know they're saying they have to because of how much the kids have grown. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was a good ending and a great setup for the finale for the final season. So, Ryan, were those your problems? No. Uh, oh no. I've got like I was fine with you know the typical Stranger Things tropes that have become tropes now for that show. It was just kind of, like it was where people ended up. It was just. It's just not, it's, for being this, like, ooh, we're going to release a first set of episodes to start off the season, then we're going to take a month break, and then we're going to release two movie-long episodes. Yeah. Those two movie-long episodes don't, as far as I'm concerned, don't compare to the original set of episodes they released earlier. Okay. Like, I I don't think they, I I don't think they have to. When you set up a month of wait time to watch the last two episodes, it was like, it was like, 
season four prior to them doing those two giant episodes is probably as far as I'm concerned, my favorite season so far. And then those two episodes happen and then it drags the entire season down to where like, it's like my third favorite season. It's your third favorite season. Like third or second. Oh, I, it's I, my, it's like, my first favorite season. Like it, With, without the two ending episodes. Yeah. It's my favorite season. With oh, those I two think episodes, even, I think just, even with them, I like it, 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 it's. I'll just say it, they did too much too fast. Fair, I mean, and and I'm gonna predict what your problem is. I won't go into spoilers, but Ryan, yeah. I think your problem was how they handled uh, number seventeen, and to be fair, I completely agree with you. I just think it 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 was just like, it felt rushed. Okay, that's like, fair. It felt like so, they were trying to tie up everything too quickly, and like, and it just like I, I, you know how people feel at the start of was it episode nine of Star Wars, where mm-hmm. where where you know where you know JJ's trying to tie up all of the loose ends that happened after the last movie, so people mm-hmm. were like, you just had so much stuff flying at you at once. That's what the last episode felt like to me. I mean, I can see that. I mean, I can, I, I yeah, I. And that's I it. still liked it. Though. It's still yeah. good. It's still good. It's just, you know. Mm-hmm. So had those two episodes come out at the beginning with everything else, would it have, would you still feel the same way? I feel like they needed more time. I felt like more screen time was needed to close up the story because I feel like it was done a bit too fast. That's I mean, all. I think I I think that they're just setting up the the final season. So, yeah. I'm all for it. Um I, I think that's all we can really say without getting into spoilers. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on that's our thoughts on Stranger Things Volume I two Volume Four. I didn't I didn't think this was going to be so controversial. I thought this was going to be us gushing about Metallica and Master of Puppets for like ten minutes and then moving oh, on. I love that scene. That is like everyone did. That's mm-hmm. like Death Clock, mem- Death Clock <laughs> Metal, uh, Ocul- I can't even say the word that show that was on adult swim, but anyway, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's like I that, that level one. of metal. So, my yeah. wife, my wife definitely wasn't obsessive over that scene in particular from the trailers where she figured out what song it was by <laughs> compare it. She's like, like when that came on, she's like, oh, I bet it's master of puppets. It better be master of puppets. And then it was, she's like, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Can we as a society be obsessed with master of puppets now and get over running up that hill, please? Um, I heard it at Giant. What running That's, up the hill? Yes, they're playing it in 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 rotation at the grocery store again. Yeah, just like the kids like. I did it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that does it for our Stranger Things four volume two thoughts. That's a lot of numbers. That's a lot. Um. All right. So moving on. Ms. Marvel. Have you guys watched any of Ms. Marvel yet? Not even no. a second. Okay. I I recommend this show. I really enjoy it. Um, I need, I'm going to go back and rewatch the whole thing going into the finale. Because I have a theory about Marvel shows like this, that they work better when you binge them. Which, mm-hmm. is, why, which is why I haven't really talked about it much on this show. But I'm also bringing it up now because the finale is next week. Oh. Um. And I will be doing a review for it on our over at Victims and Villains, where I'm a Marvel correspondent. So I'm doing two Marvel podcasts next week with them. So I figured I'd promote one, and then I'll talk a bit about the other one um, 
Tuesday because I also have to do a Thor review. But no, I'm really wow. I'm enjoying Ms. Marvel. It's uh, a very fun uh, story, superhero story, coming of age story, um, and introduces you to a culture you may not be familiar with. So, mm-hmm. does it does it connect at all? And I hate that I'm like this, but I think my the reason I haven't watched it yet is. I feel like I've just been introduced to so many Marvel heroes that they're like, you should care about this one. Now also care about this one. And oh, by mm-hmm. the way, here's a new one to care. And I don't know where it's going. And there's, it's not like telegraphed the same way that like Thanos was telegraphed or that the Avengers were telegraphed. And I, I, I need a reason for my heart to love again, I think is, is, and is okay. there a reason in this, in this show? Uh, she is a huge fan girl of the Avengers. So the oh, open okay. the opening scene is like her YouTube animated uh, summary of the Battle of New York, like Aww. the battle at the Avengers Complex in Endgame, um, mm-hmm. and she goes to an Avenger convention. Uh, <laughs> so that's like the the Avengers game. That's kind of how that one started. Yeah, a, a, just a bit. Yeah. Um, but she's she's very likable as a character. She's very. Like she daydreams a lot and they incorporate that into the show a bit. Oh, cool. um, so it's, it's, she's very fun to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. she's never acted before. So the acting may not be the best in spots, but she is very likable as Kamala Khan. Oh. Um, speaking of the Avengers game, <laughs> Oh no, I forgot about that thing. And I updated <laughs> it the other night. Uh huh. I had to add like three superheroes to my PlayStation and it took forever to download. Oh, but, but they just added, worth it? they just added the mighty Thor. So, Oh yeah, oh. I, I hope so. I didn't, by the time it downloaded, I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. So <laughs> it's annoying. Ryan, are the powers as offensive as we thought? I need to know. Cause it's not stretchy. It's no, it, it's, it's not, they haven't really done much with the gloves yet, but I'm curious if they're going to do something with, changing her her power set again so it's actually what it's supposed to be strange okay so the way they're doing it like it might not just be this the whole time so okay interesting ryan any questions or thoughts <laughs> like i oh. like where devin was where devin is now what what he explained is the way that he would put it, I wouldn't state the words that he used, but he is at now where I was like after phase one was done and they were Mm. talking about, you know, releasing, uh, like those first set of Marvel shows. Okay. Okay. And I was like, okay, what's going on? And then it was like, all this Marvel stuff hit at once. And then that's like, okay, that's it. I'm just going to have to take like a break because I can't make (laughs) myself really be like enthused about it at the moment. And I'm still in that spot. So, okay. Well, I was, I I will say, I know you enjoyed Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel will be in the Captain Marvel sequel, the Marvels. Hmm. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, so put it on your radar, but you have some time. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah, so Devin, your pick was Stranger Things, so I yeah. never set that up as yours. Uh, hey, Ryan, I got it. <laughs> Ryan, what'd you watch? So, uh, Kristen had um, had me watch a horror thriller from 2005 called Fragile. I think it's a British film. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars. Uh, Cla- Cla- Calista Flockhart. 
it was her first name that I saw it and I just couldn't pronounce it and then I it just lost it. But anyway, um, she plays a nurse that takes a job at in a children's wing of a British hospital that's closing and there's an evil force that's threatening the children. It is a straightforward horror movie, but it's set in a hospital instead of a house. And with my personal history with being in hospitals, this was fun. Um, yeah. I would definitely say, like, it's not like a, it's not, it's not the greatest horror movie I've ever seen. This is, again, one of those horror movies, like that one I had you guys watch where, uh, with, with, with the Jewish, uh, yeah. exorcism, it's kind of on like that plane where, where, you know, like, this is just a fun horror movie that in a few spots is, you know, it it can definitely get to you, but then there's other parts where you just kind of laugh a little bit because you're like, they went with that? <laughs> is it creepy, kids? I need to know this now before I potentially watch this movie. It, it, they make it... <sighs> oh no! This is not a good answer. No, 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 no. I'm just... It was made in 2005. I'm just going to say it. They play it out yeah. like it's a creepy kid to start off with. Okay. Okay. Fair. They play it off like it is a creepy kid. That's all I'm mm-hmm. going to say. But Devin, you will, you'll, you'll be fine. Okay. Got it. Because I, I don't know how this happened, but one of the most like formidable horror movies in my mind is the original Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, where you have creepy kid and then a couple of shots of like creepy, like old lady shambling up to the camera and i don't know what it is about creepy kid and creepy old lady in that but like those are now two like genres of horror that do genuinely scare me I, and yeah if it's if it's this is where not bad territory I, like, I might be okay this is where like you and i like go like you went one way at the fork in the road and i went the other like oh yeah what the creepiest thing to me like mm-hmm. th- th- and it happened and i got this way because of a video game the creepiest thing a horror movie can do with to me is disembodied child laughter. Gross. That came from uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, where that city in Iraq, you know, goes boom, and your character is like dragging himself out of a helicopter, and yeah. he looks at a park, and it's uh-huh. all like nuclear winter, and, and he hears the kids playing, and like the winds yeah. blowing. That's what made me not like that anymore. Terrifying. But that doesn't happen in this. There's none okay. of that uh, in this. I mean, the original Pets Cemetery, the new mm-hmm. Pet Cemetery. I, they're so corny. I'm sorry. <laughs> so corny. I don't know. There's some. There's something about it that does genuinely scare me, and it's, I don't it, get uh, it. it. It's it's you know the kids are like a symbol of youth and life, and you know to have a kid being portrayed in that way, it's unsettling. That's way I more it. thought than I put into it. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Uh, so, Ryan, where, where can people see that? Um, it is on uh, Amazon Prime for free right now. Okay, cool. So, if you have Amazon Prime, it's there to watch. It's got a 6 out of 10 on IMDb. And I'd say that's fair. I mean, I'd give it maybe like a 7.5. Okay. All right. So. Cool. Uh, moving on to something that I guarantee none of us have, are getting us up, giving a seven and a half. Uh, today, <laughs> today's, today's main topic, Independence Day Resurgence, the 2016 sequel to the 1996 film Independence Day. Um, this was my pick for the week because it is July 5th. 
the day after Independence Day. What else are we going to talk about the day after Independence Day than the sequel to Independence Day? Um, the film is directed by Roland Emmerich, stars Jeff Goldblum, Bill Pullman, and a bunch of kids. Uh, <laughs> and Judd Hirsch. <laughs> Who's driving those kids on a bus? Uh, so this is a film that I saw opening night and have not really talked about it on the show at all since then. Um, I saw this opening night and I've got a story about it, but... Um, I walked out of the theater with my wife and our friend who we went to see this with, cause we had to go to Washington DC to see this opening night with a double wow. feature. It was a double feature with the original independence day. That's why we went that far. So um, cool. so we got to see the original on the big screen and then we went right into the sequel. Um, and we're walking, walking in, walking out of the theater and my wife and her friend are just shitting on this movie. Like that was horrible it wasn't good at all and i i was just like i kind of liked it <laughs> and then i had then i had time to think about it and i i am fairly confident i can say why i felt that way walking out of the theater but why my opinion changed in hindsight um so we'll get into that later but that's my experience seeing it for the first time uh devin ryan you had never seen this film before <laughs> What did you guys think of Independence Day 2? Ryan, you go ahead first. Okay. Um, this movie's fun. It's not good, but it's fun. <laughs> like, I had... Um, it's one of those, like... About halfway through it, I was thinking to myself, you know, this would have been a good storyline if, if, if it wasn't a sequel to another movie. If this was just its own thing and they changed the storyline just enough to be its own thing, it wouldn't have done any better in the box office, I feel. But I feel like that would have given it a bit more of a bump in quality almost in fan reaction or in just audience reaction. Okay. Because, um, I mean, there, there are parts, there are scenes that are excellent in this. But then there mm -hmm. are others where it's just like... They didn't know what to write with for this scene, so this is the best they came up with. <laughs> okay, we'll get into that a bit later yeah, too. We will. <laughs> Devin, uh, what did you think? So, I've seen this movie before. Oh yeah, I realized it watching it. I saw this in theaters. I forgot this movie literally puts up these weird blockers in my brain. I can't process anything that's happening in this movie. It literally hits my eyes. It goes straight out the side. Nothing lands. I probably couldn't tell you a single plot point today. I will try my hardest. It was fun, I guess. I think I had fun watching it. But it, it was visually very, very pretty. There were a couple of shots that I absolutely loved in this movie. I don't know that the plot made a lot of sense to me. I mean, it was... a. It, we'll talk. We'll have to talk about it. Yeah. I think I'm sitting at it being... Not very good, but enjoyable, I think. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so I, th I think part of the reason I in I thought I liked this movie walking out of the theater was mm -hmm. I am such a – we went over this the other night. I'm such a fan of the original that like, you give me any of that and I'm going to be happy. Uh, mm -hmm. It does a, does a good job of continuing that world and what does mm -hmm. the world look like after an event like Independence Day, where aliens come in and blow up every city 
what happens to humanity after that? It does a good job of establishing like this is where we are. It spoon feeds it to you, but it's a good, <laughs> it, it shows you what happens after that. And I really enjoy that. I, I enjoy seeing more of these characters. Um, uh, you give me more Jeff Goldblum, Bill Pullman and Judd Hirsch. I'm happy. Um, Vivica A. Fox's story in this is kind of lackluster, um, but at least she got screen time, unlike some yeah. other people's wives. Um, <laughs> but no, I think that that's what it was. This is the continuing continuation of that world mm-hmm. um, is what I enjoyed. Well, that was actually one of the things that I think shocked me right off the bat about this movie. And I forgot that it shocked me in theaters, and then it shocked me again when I watched it today. That, yeah, this isn't like 1997. This is now. It's been 20 years. We have the alien tech because all the ships just kind of fell. And we've been now integrating that into part of society. And I love that they're like, yeah, we just have this stuff now. And we're, you know, we're now very different from what the world was like. That was really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was cool uh, and shocking. Yeah. Okay. So, Devin, on Saturday, you said you were going, you, you brought up some things. I'm curious. Do you have any questions for me about the movie and plot lines that don't continue? Yeah. What happened to Jeff Goldblum's wife from the first one? Okay. I'm glad you brought I, that. That's the, that's the <laughs> first. What? I, I wasn't. Isn't she the president in this? No. Who's the president in this? Um, somebody else. <laughs> that actress looks surprised. Like I totally because Chris you've probably and I, like, seen the actress the first before. one. Uh huh. Like we watched Different the first actress. one on Sunday, and I watched this like this morning. Different and I actress. Swore, I could have. Oh my god. Zella Ward is the president in this. Uh, I'm going with what I yeah. thought originally. Head cannon. No, no, not head cannon. Doesn't count. No, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> this movie does not deserve cannon. Uh, canon anything so i okay. mean i'm going so, off my own head canon on that they don't they don't mention constance at all in this uh but okay good I'm, i thought i missed it according to the novel independence day crucible which takes place before resurgence but after mm-hmm. the original uh she was killed in a car accident what an <laughs> ingracious way to write up that character yeah Ugh. Like no mention at all, and then Jeff Goldblum. I think they just wanted Jeff Goldblum to flirt with everyone and everything that walked. Yeah, that's um, fair. So I think that's part of the reason why uh, she is absent from the film. Um, you guys notice any other major absences from this movie that from the first one? Well, I know we got a picture of someone, and that was good enough for me, yeah. Alan. Oh, was it? Okay. No, um, not at all. So yeah, Steve Hill. Go ahead, right? Okay, well let's let's go ahead. I I I I don't know with what they did, with the storyline that they chose. I don't know if having Will Smith in this would have made it any better, or if okay. it would have made it worse. There are a few things that we need to talk about before we decide okay, if it if it would have helped this yeah. movie or not. Um, so I've got a whole page of notes on just the Will Smith side of things. (laughs) Will Smith was, so there, there are multiple stories to this and it it depends on who you want to listen to about Mm -hmm. what, 
what camp you like. Listen and decide what you decide what you want to believe. Uh, mm-hmm. Will Smith was supposed to surpri- reprise his role as Captain Steve Hiller, but Fox refused to meet his request for a fifty million dollar salary for two sequels. Wow. Uh, Roland Emmer confirmed that he would not be returning for the sequel in twenty thirteen, but Jeff Goldblum would be. So that's that's one story that was put out there. Another story that Will Smith uh, said of not being in the film in a BBC interview that it was a scheduling clash with another film that led to him not being in this one. Any guesses on what other film Will Smith was in that he decided not to do this one? goodness it wasn't that weird one with his son was it i can't remember what it was after uh, earth was no. it after earth it was okay, not good it was after oh, after boy. earth men in black black three wasn't after that was it no. men in black three before okay no those are my ryan, ideas. ryan any too. ryan any guesses without looking at your phone <laughs> I'm, I, I'm already looking up my phone i have someone's no cheating okay all right so I'll, I'll read the quote it was one of those things i had a couple of films lined up i had concussion 2000 in 2015 and suicide squad in 2016 and it was uh timing wise between independence day resurgence and suicide squad uh they were sending me pictures for the set i was like huh uh the world is in a place of nostalgia right now specifically in entertainment there's such a pull for nostalgia, so it was just the perfect opportunity, and it and it didn't work out. So, oh, because of Suicide Squad, we don't mm. have and we don't have. Um, so that's one. That's one story. Um, I think there's a mix of the two stories that can be believed because Roland Emmerich cited the Will Smith's exit from the project as a huge factor as to why the film is a disappointment. Uh, They had to quickly rewrite the entire script from scratch without his character and fast track everything to make its July, 2016 release date. So I think they were very dependent on him coming back. Um, And when he said, no, they had to scramble and figure something out. And I think that's part of the reason the film suffers. I can see that. If you built your film around an actor who's not going to be here anymore, that's tough. I mean, because I can see him being such a pivotal part of this in a way that almost no returning character, save maybe Jeff Goldblum, was. Mm -hmm. Because I think they used Jeff Goldblum well in this. I thought it was an interesting part. I don't know that they used really anyone else well, uh, and we'll get into that. But, I, you know... I think my biggest disappointment with it is the lack of Will Smith because one of my favorite parts of Independence Day, especially after watching with you, Alan, is the banter with Jeff Goldblum and, and Will Smith. I love their friendship, and I wanted to see that 20 mm-hmm. years down the road. Do you guys understand what happened to Will Smith's character? Yeah. Well, hold on. He just died, right? Like, off screen, he died. Is it Was, was it the same car accident as... Jeff Goldblum's wife. No, uh, this is the official statement on Stephen Hiller's death. While testing some of ESD's first alien hybrid fighters, an unknown malfunction caused the untimely death of Colonel Hiller. Hiller's valor in the War of 96 made him a global icon whose selfless assault against the alien mothership led directly to the enemy's defeat. He is survived by his wife, Jasmine, and stepson, Dylan. Although not for long by the wife. Um, no. <laughs> so, yeah. So the way I looked at it, 
the in the way I, I the unknown malfunction, I part of me wonders if he actually died or if he was transported to that planet at the end. That would have been very cool. I didn't think about that. Oh, and then they could have been in the sequel because they would have raised the fifty million by then. Oh, okay. Well, by then it would have only been twenty five because that was for oh, two right, movies. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's the story on Will Smith not being Independence Day resurgence. Yeah. I mean, I I think I know the version of the story that I'm going to believe. Do you think the film would have been improved for you if he had been in it? Absolutely, Ryan. It would have, yeah. it would have been completely different. So, I'm, so I mean, I'm gonna say yes, just okay. because it could have been. <laughs> because it... I like to live in the version of the world that's optimistic. It would have been wonderful. Okay, so going from characters who don't show up, because um, characters who do show up that were uh, maybe surprising to you if you uh, thought they died <laughs> in the first film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who was it ryan data yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so- brit spiner I'm, I'm telling you i i cannot believe that they actually did that i like how they did it because every time he was on scene i absolutely loved it but still <laughs> like <laughs> so yeah um devin and i talked about this a little bit on saturday sunday it was sunday yeah sunday um yeah, they ver- leave it very ambiguous if he died or not in the first film. Um, and Brett Spiner has revealed that there was a line that got cut where he says he's dead. Um, but for re- oh. filmmakers remove the line, leaving the possibility for him to return to the sequel. Spiner also joked that Major Mitchell was only a soldier and not qualified as a physician to determine the death of Dr. Oaken. <laughs> so... I, 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 no, no, I am, I, I am sorry, but no, if you have someone in the military who is at the grade that he is, and if he goes up and checks someone's pulse, I'm going to assume that if he looks at me the way that he turned and looked after checking his pulse in the first one, he's dead, as dead as the alien that he shot. (laughs) I just love the canon that 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 guy that checked his pulse is just dumb. (laughs) Like, he, like, felt the pulse. He's like, can't feel anything here. Better just look sad. Like, good. Is it more believable that he dies after that incident in the first one or that he was in a coma for 20 years? And wakes up with a complete... Com- it's fine. Complete control of all of his functions? Yes, completely. <laughs> <laughs> or or he's also an android in this one and was just in low-power mode for 20 years. The- the R2-D2 Force Awakens defense. You're going Exactly. That. I am. I am. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't hate it. He was a delight. Yeah, he was. It didn't, it, like some things in this movie, it didn't make sense, but was fun. Yeah. I. That's this movie. That's this yeah. movie. <laughs> I, do you think this movie would have benefited from coming out sooner than 20 years after the original? Because definitely that storyline yeah. does. Like, if he's yeah. in a coma, it's a lot more believable if he's in a coma for five years and wakes up than it is for 20 years. Even though you've had people wake up from comas after 19 years and 27 years. Wow. Um, but, like, do you think if there had only been a shorter gap between movies that the sequel, this movie would have worked better? 
I like the idea, I think, a bit more of them not being like, look, we've mastered their alien tech. We have our defenses up. Is it enough? I like the idea of us going, we're just figuring this stuff out and they're coming back. Like, I think I like that plot better where, like, some of the stuff they're using is untested. They don't really know how well it integrates with human use. I think that's a cooler plot to me. But also, I wasn't in the writing room, Uh, so I have no idea. Even though, like, okay, so even though they have, like, the bladeless helicopters and they Mm -hmm. have, like, the anti-grav fighter jets Mm -hmm. and, like, the alien rifles and everything, and they have, like, the mini, like, Death Star cannons all over the place. Yeah. Um... I feel like they're still at the beginning of being able to understand what they can do utilizing the alien tech. Cause it's only 20 years. Yeah. And to be honest, real, 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 realistically, I do not see that kind of advancement. Mm-hmm. Okay. In 20 years to be able for, for, for them to have the fleet of vehicles that they do. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you think about it like this, Mm-hmm. We talked about in the director's cut that a lot of the technology that Area 51 was looking at prior to the attack in 96 was the basis of, like, all of our computers and stuff. So you have from, like, the 60s to the 90s, and yeah. you have the government secretly working on all, on all of that. What if the 96 stuff, everything that they were working on before then, just gets released to the public? Like, this is what we know. Like, we've been working on this for 20 years already. Take this and go with it and like i think we i think they're the implication is there is 40 years of development but it just becomes more well widespread when the government is like this is what we have we can share this with other nations and like i think we had a head start so i don't think it's just 20 years and start the timer i think it's t minus 20 years and then okay go okay so yes technically there's 40 years of 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 development but what's what's going on in my head is that okay so you've got the alien crash lands in new mexico and Mm -hmm. between that and the 90s you get fiber optics you get microwaves you get microprocessors you get all Mm -hmm. all of the stuff that advanced in those 20 years i can that's fine the level of architecture the Mm -hmm. level of the amount of this tech that they show that's out there. Um, it just, in a more realistically set world, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, maybe instead of having like, you know, a whole fleet around the world of these type of fighter jets, you know, like hundreds and hundreds of pilots, maybe like a squadron of 50. Okay. In 20 years, you know, um, it, it just, I don't know. That, well, so are you looking at it as are you looking at that as the U.S. government, or are you looking at it as all governments together? Because that's what the it's film is establishing. It's pretty much a one-world yeah. government. Yeah. It's pretty much a one-world government. I mean, I'm, I'm not like I'm not looking at this as at at strict. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. What I'm what I'm saying as total shown in the movie, I yeah. don't believe that in 20 years you can go from having no moon base to the moon base <laughs> they had. The moon base in my in research. Every, in yeah. every aspect of that, realistically. Mm-hmm. In the movie, it's fine. Like, it, it, it's it's whatever. You, you can have whatever tech leap you want. It's just thinking about what we have here in the world that we're sitting in. 
it's kind of hard to believe that type of advancement could happen so quickly. De-engineering stuff and then redeveloping it. Yeah. Well, did, did you know about the moon base, Alan, like from your research? Like, did they talk more about it? What I found out is they have moon, they have bases on the moon, on Mars, and on one of Saturn, Saturn's rings. Or moon, one, oh, one wow. of the moons. Because mm-hmm. uh, they talk about losing contact with the one on the on the Saturn's yeah, moon. Right, right. Um, but I did find out that the moon base was established in 2009. So I mean, I mean, I feel like if if I'm in charge of New World government and I know that aliens just attacked us, my first thing is let's build as many guns pointed outside <laughs> so this doesn't happen again. So I get it. I mean, I'm not, you know, I. Yeah, I, I'm on. I'm on for the ride for that part. That wasn't the part that got me. I think. What well, got you? Some of the part. Some of the parts that got me were some of the character choices that they made, and maybe it's because this movie just like, just fell off of me like a bad rain or something like that. But like, one of the parts was Bill Pullman was gonna was gonna do the mission where he was gonna take the the bomb right, and his daughter comes up and he's like, "Why does it have to be you?" or something like this, and. He goes, there's a million reasons why it has to be me and you're my daughter or something like that. And I'm like, that wasn't a reason. And you told me none of the reasons. What are the why are you doing this, Bill Pullman? And then I think he said something like, because the world is yours and not mine or something like I'm like, also not a reason, Bill Pullman. Does someone need to tell you what reasons are? (laughs) I think what I think what he's getting at is uh, what this film tries to do is establish that this is the world that these kids have known their whole lives. Like mm-hmm. if this attack happened to, to the world in 96, that would be us. Like we would be those kids. That would be the world that we knew. Um, and I think what Bill Pullman meant there was like, the world is this, this is your world is that he wants them to be set up for success going mm-hmm. forward. Because right now, like with the mother, with the queen coming to attack, like, they're at danger and he wants to save their world for them because it's because mm. he knows he's not he's like on the decline mentally physically yeah. all that stuff so i think he's trying to set up a better world for them um mm. because he's kind of i i also think like 20 years of these dreams and visions have been like torturing him so he's kind of out of yeah. his mind that's fair but he that, shaves and, yeah Hooray. There's, I mean, he also says at one point, his daughter goes, you don't have to save the world. You already did it once. And he says, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to save the world. I'm trying to save you. Yeah, that's right. So he gave one out of the million reasons. Okay, good. Well, they got one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand that. I think that, I, I think my thought at that point wasn't like, or, or was just that like, there's not one more drunk with a prop plane sitting around here somewhere that could have done this. <laughs> But, I mean, but Alan, this is this is kind of the plot they cut from the first one, where yeah. they had them drive the bot. Like I didn't expect that to come back. I didn't remember it happening. Hmm. So in the first in the first Independence Day, uh, in the very first draft of it, uh, at the end, Randy Quaid's character uh, he's never trained on how to fly these fighter jets. So he's flat out declined for being a drunk. Like you can't, you're not doing this mission. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. He, this he, is the thing where he flies the plot plane. Like yeah. To the ship. Yeah. Okay. I know that part. Yeah. I thought I heard Devin say 
you know, drive. So instead of fly. Oh, and so oh, oh no. I was dri- thinking no, like fly. driving something. Yeah. I wasn't thinking no. planes. I was thinking so, yeah. wheels. <laughs> so anyone, anyone who doesn't know, um, Randy Quaid's character rig- originally dra- strapped a bomb to his crop duster and flies mm-hmm. it into the, the alien ship to blow it up um, to save the day. But the test audiences thought that was too damn ridiculous because it is. So they went back and reshot it so that he um, he was in the fighter jets and his youngest son ages like a year and grows like six inches. <laughs> Yeah, which explains the guy that does the crash course of like piloting when yeah. you know they're doing that. If if you watch the scene where Quaid shows up and they're like, "Hey, where's this guy?" You know, it's like, "Who is this guy?" And he goes on the mm-hmm. com and says, "Pilot, identify yourself." And, and then you know, he explains who he is. Mm-hmm. And then the guy like he stops and he turns to to look at everybody and he has this like really dumbfounded look on his face. I feel like that's the original scene. And he is acting out in his head going, that's the guy I declined from being a drunk. He's in a prop plane. Like, that's where yeah. I feel like that acting from that character is coming from. I No, I think they had to re- reshoot that um, because they ended up shooting the stuff with him and his son then, too. No, oh, uh, sure. Okay, so I'm just talking about when yeah, the I know, guy goes I know who you're talking about. Button. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, they, they, they had to bring him in for reshoots for the... The training scene where he's like um, drinking the coffee and talking about his military yeah. experience. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I think that's all part of the research. I don't know if that's from the original thing because they did bring him in for reshoots for that. So okay. it's just the way that he's portraying his dumbfoundedness mm-hmm. to me portrays more to him thinking he's more of an idiot than <laughs> just someone who got a, you know, a uh, missile stuck on their plane, you know, like yeah. it, was, it was an overreaction. Release. Yeah, it was an overreaction, yeah. is what I'm trying okay. to say. Um, hey, one one more go, question. I'm yes. so sorry, but I have it. Why was Judd Hirsch collecting kids this whole movie? Did I miss that? So I I think I get why he collected the first three kids, and I then really they're just like, let's was, give him more. I really really wish I was watching this movie with you because there have been a few <laughs> movies where where like to me it's obvious because they explain it and there's just, scenes where there's like dialogue going back and forth. No, where it's like a, you know like explaining explaining, and you're just sitting here going, "How did this happen? I missed just, it." And I, no, just and, I, and I'm just here going. There's 20 seconds where they you know explain I, this. I I understand in 20 seconds vaguely why he took the bus that then has the kids in it. Yeah, but I the don't, kids are alone. There's no adult with them. They give these reasons in this movie that don't work for me. Okay. Like, w- what are the reasons yeah. that you think that Judd Hirsch has the kids? Yeah. I, you know, he needed, a, the, the big one for me is the bus. He needed the bus because it has gas. And okay. the yeah. car that he was driving with the original set of kids didn't have gas. Yeah. So okay. he therefore needed the bus. And yes. he's like, ah, these kids are here. Their bus driver wanted to go have sex with somebody, so he left these kids stranded. They'll just come with me. Well, of of, of course, because what's he going to do? Leave kids in the middle of the desert? Yes. No. They're at a safe spot. Are they? They were at, they were at a they were at a like a, a gas station. You they could have talking, gone inside and gotten food. You 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 are you are talking about a situation where an entire half of the country is going west. They are mm-hmm. stranded in the middle of a desert. 
by a gas station that has probably been overrun and looted to where there's nothing in it anymore. Mm-hmm. And the gas pumps are probably dry. So no one's stopping there. They have no adult supervision. He needs to bring the kids with him. Mm. Okay. I don't know. So- all right, so you're, for me, it was you're, like a really thin excuse. Neither of you are on the, 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 the story reason why Judd Hirsch collects all these kids. <laughs> What's the story reason? Jeff Goldblum has a line at the beginning about uh, grandkids and how his uh-huh. dad keeps bugging him for some. So this is how Judd Hirsch gets his grandkids. <laughs> I I'm not even the joke answer. I appreciate the No, that's that's I the, wonder if it's that's not actually a joke. in this No, that's actually the story. Like at the end of it yeah. he adopts those last few kids, like the first the first group because he wants grandkids and he his his daughter-in-law died in a car accident in a book. So okay. <laughs> That's fine for the original set of kids. Devin's over here talking about the busload of kids. I'm talking about the busload of kids. I mean, I, looks, I love the fact yeah. that he calls the one kid's dad a what? Uh, um, a shalneel? A schmuck? Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. A putz. That's what it is. A putz. putz. He calls him a putz. I love that. that well, he, need, that. he yeah. needed the other kids so he could uh, train them to be taxi drivers. <laughs> I see what you did there. Because the world needs taxi drivers. The world needs taxi drivers. At this um, point, yes. Um, um, he was wonderful in this, though. I loved him in it. And you're right. He did look a bit younger than he did in the original. Right? Uh-huh. It's weird, yeah. huh? It is. I think they... the lesson of his whole storyline is don't buy a boat. So... Fair. Fair. I want to know how far inland he went. Because yeah. it's pretty far. Like, he looked like he was in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I wonder. I really do. Uh, he made I mean, it across I... the country fast, by the way. Just, yeah. just throwing that out there as someone who's made that trip. That was quick. Well done. Well, you had kids driving, so. No, that's fair. <laughs> Anything? What else do you guys want to talk about with Independence Day Resurgence? Yeah. Um, I cannot. Uh, what's his name? Jesse Usher? <laughs> yeah. I cannot. Jesse T. Usher, yeah. Jesse, yeah. I cannot not see him as a train now. In anything <laughs> now, I don't know if it's because this movie just really isn't that good, and that's why I was like constantly like in my head making a tray jokes whenever he was on screen, like doing his <laughs> thing. But I mean, I was just waiting for him to turn the corner in those like really stupid sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, I, I thought he was good yeah. in it. I forgot he, he was. I forgot he was in this. Um, oh wow! <laughs> but at the same time, A Train's always looked familiar to me, and I could never place it. This is why. Um, <laughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah, it was weird seeing him in this. Uh, what did you guys think of Little Hemsworth as uh, Jake? I thought he was good. I feel like they were trying to do too much of like a Will Smith thing with him, though. Like it just seemed like like his character was like a template of like what Will Smith would look like or what he would do in these situations, mm-hmm. and like when he was able to do things that seemed different for his character, and when they gave him some of the backstory, I think that's when I liked the character the most, and not like uh, I'm hot shot pilot. Look at me, hot shot piloting. Yeah, uh-huh. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I wanted. One of one of the reasons why, again, I say that like this movie is not on par, but it's fun, mm-hmm. and this is one of the reasons why it's not on par. Um, 
at any point in the original movie, did they ever talk about Will Smith's, like, wife becoming a nurse or in the medical field? No. Because um, that really threw me off more than threw, anything else. That f- threw me off, too. But if you watch Independence Day and see what she does after the attack and, like, helping the first lady, sense. helping all these people that she's survived, like, that survive. Like, 20 years is a long time. She could definitely become a nurse and work her yeah. way up into the medical field um, away from... Mm. It'd be it'd be yeah. a lot weirder to me if the aliens attack her husband saves the day. He's a, he's a worldwide hero, and she goes back to stripping. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I would not expect her to keep on doing that. I really mm. wouldn't. Yeah. But it was just the fact that, like, I was kind of, like, assuming that, like, they really wouldn't address what she's been doing sure. over the past 20 years. That, like, she was more of, like, the mother of the son and mm. being the widow of Will Smith's character. I thought, like, that was going to be what they did with her character. And then when they showed her pretty much being, like, a hospital administrator, I was like, okay. A lot of stuff's happened in 20 years, which it definitely can. But this came out of left field. This came out of... Yeah. And it was just... It was little things like that throughout this movie. But again, there were other things. Like, I honestly, I I liked um, his friend, Jake's buddy. Oh, yeah. Because I absolutely love the line that he gives to the Chinese pilot. When oh, yeah. And he goes up to her and he just says, Hey, do you want to go get a drink and fall in love? And you can tell that the way that... The way that that uh, the way that the actress portrayed her character, she was definitely into it. Like she definitely <laughs> thought that, that was a funny line because you could tell that she was going to give like a witty, you know, like yes answer, mm-hmm. right, right b- 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 before that she was cut off. And then of course at the ending, she you know takes the invite to dinner afterward. But still, like mm-hmm. there was a lot that I liked in this, but there was a lot also that was just like. There was a lot of stuff in this that you just needed to just assume. Be like, okay, it's been 20 years. Things happen. They can't explain everything. And then just go with it. Well, one thing we've been talking around for the whole podcast that I need to know your guys' reaction to. Because I forgot it happened. And then re-forgot it happened. There's a third alien race now that, by the way, they've killed all of them. And now there's only one. And, oh, yeah, we have another planet just housing all of these people that have been destroyed by the first one. What Mm -hmm. did you guys like? How did you like the lore of this world getting filled out more than like there are jerk aliens who are coming to be jerks, and now all of a sudden we're taking this from just the world defending itself to now we're at an intergalactic level, and if the next one comes out, it's going to be bananas and nothing about Earth. Okay, so it's always been more than one species. Like we know that the aliens from the first one have done this before from what they show Bill Pullman. He's like, they go from planet to planet, just devouring all the resources. Um, so we know that there's been other planets. They've done this to. So it wasn't a stretch for me that another alien comes in. It's like, Hey, we could help like (laughs) kind of in that voice too. Um, yeah. (laughs) So it wasn't really a stretch to me. I actually really enjoyed that. I, I like the idea of them working together with the humans to, destroy them once and for all mm-hmm. Ryan what do you and think I I actually had a huge misunderstanding of that aspect of this movie because I, I, I knew that I knew that there was like another species that came down to help us you know defeat 
the second coming of the, as Devin liked to put them, the jerky aliens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and my understanding was that the jerks show up, they start doing their thing, but then mm-hmm. on the continent of Africa, somewhere deep in, you know, on the continent, a spaceship shows up with a bunch of, like, space police. And then, like, they team up with the main characters, and then they help them, you know, align the humans to be able to defeat them, and then go off and then defeat them further on other planets. Like, that's what I thought. Someone explained this to me, or I was getting bits and pieces from different people, and this is what Mm -hmm. I kind of, like, concocted in my head. So in the movie, when they go to Africa to actually see the landed spacecraft, I'm like, I didn't know this happened this early. I didn't know that they made contact with the second, you know, race like this soon. And then they were like, oh, it's a drilling platform. And I'm like, no, like, hold oh, on. okay, where's Aerosmith playing, you know, drilling in space? Yeah. No, I, I get you. So, you know, it, it was just, it's one of those things where it was, I, I liked the way that they did it actually, like compared to what I thought it was going to be to what it actually was. That It, it was, de- um, it was decent. And, you know, I, uh. My last thought on the movie is that I got to see, you know, Data uh, say say that he was going to take someone to sickbay outside of Star Trek, which I uh, loved. <laughs> that's funny. I thought you were going to say you got to see Data's ass. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's that too. Um, okay, I think the final thing I need to know from you guys about Independence Day Resurgence is, mm-hmm. do you want to see more Independence Day? yeah i was gonna ask about it i i they literally ended on a sequel baby line and now i just need to know more i just i need as long as i go in with the expectation of this will just be fun it'll be fine it'll be fun i think i'm gonna have fun they could definitely turn this into just you know like hey the quality of these movies may not be the best but it'll be a fun sci-fi movie Mm -hmm. and i'd be good with that as long as they're honest with what they're putting (coughs) out like it would it would be fine. I, I think it would be funny to see Brett Spiner do something else sci-fi going through the galaxy because I could definitely see him keeping his role just being like the like crazy you know, crazy scientist that is just extra about everything that he mm-hmm. comes across that's brand new. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see him just geeking out about stuff. Just give me two hours of him geeking out about stuff on this like, you know, like <laughs> uh, militia planet that this white sphere is created. Because that's pretty much what, what it is. Okay. What What about you, Alan? This is, I mean, you love Independence Day. Like, do you want your movie you love to now be this long-running series that is bananas now and is akin to Star Trek? The only thing I, the only reason I think they should do one more is because of the way they ended the second one. Like it. Yeah. The second one was, from its conception, p- meant to be part of a two-movie story. And I think ending it on let's go kick some intergalactic ass is such a, a bad way to end the franchise. <laughs> I think there there should be a, one more film to wrap it up. And I'm not the only one who thinks this. Director Roland Emmerich went on the record a year ago to, de- to the day talking about this. Um Five years after the release of the second movie, Roland Emmerich says it's the perfect time to continue the story. Um, They now have a streaming service and they need product. 
I would love to do maybe a third one or a TV show continuing the story. When we did Independence Day Resurgence, we already had also the third part ready already. Actually, the third part is much more to do with the first part uh, because we learned more or less that there out there are a lot of refugees that are living on a refugee planet. When the aliens finally come there because somewhat like these aliens on Earth found out about telepathically or whatever, gave it to... <laughs> Gave it to their super queen. They're all humans, but in all different forms. Um, it's so it's the thing that would have had Brett Spiner and Jeff Goldblum, and we have them all of these different. This his this quote makes no sense at all. He's he's just going. Yeah. He ends he's it with freestyling. He's, he's end he ends it, but we'll see what happens. So he he's still Good. optimistic that there could be a third entry into the franchise. And I don't think I don't think it's a stretch. No, a, a TV show would be great. It it it, it, it would. But I, I I have a question. Like, if there's yeah. a super queen, like, do they just grow exponentially in size to where like the last queen is just like a planet, and then we just have like Starship Troopers, you know, the third Starship Troopers movie done on a higher scale. Well, I, th- I, I think the implication is every mothership gets a queen. So they make a comment in this one that yeah. in the first one, there's a queen they didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in this one, you see the queen. So I'm assuming yeah. there'd be another queen as well. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, is she going to be like just just, you know, like bigger than the queen we saw in this one. I think I think what we saw is the same to her thing. Size to like the soldiers. So like I think I think it's the same thing we saw in this one. Got it. So that's okay. So they yeah. they pretty much. I just I like the idea of like a hive mind alien species. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons why I'm not here ranting like, oh, this is too close to aliens. There was an alien queen and they have soldiers and there's a height difference and no. that's why I'm not here ranting about it because I like this. Yeah. So I I like seeing it. It was just it was just really weird seeing. It was just she looked exactly like the other ones. She was just a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we might see it one day. Um, Good. They didn't green light it right off the bat because of the box office and the critical response of critics and audiences. So, but who knows? Maybe in twenty years we'll get another Independence Day. Oof. Um. <laughs> Any final thoughts before we wrap this up? I'm glad we talked about it because now I guess some plot points make more sense to me. But still, like this whole like, ask me about this movie next week, and I guarantee you I'll tell you I never saw it yet. I will have a trivia quiz ready for you. Please do. I'm ready for it. Ryan, anything? No, I'm good. Okay. Good. All right. Um, so I believe next week it is Ryan's pick. Ryan, what are you gonna have us watch? Predators. Oh. Okay. I've been trying to get back into that. So that's the up. next. That's the next Predators movie in order from how we're watching them. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, so we will go over that movie. I will mm-hmm. also go over the Pee Wee Herman jokes that people have said since the movie was put out. I'll explain that later. Um, oh. But yeah, it should be good. It's fine. Good. It's fine. It's just, you know, when the movie first came out, there were jokes about the about the main actor that they 
cast we'll talk, for that movie. We'll, we'll are, talk about okay. that. Are, are okay. you going to have us watch The Predator in time, like it, next month for Prey when it comes out? Yeah, sure. I'll, okay. I'll make sure that happens. Because <laughs> yeah, for some reason I had in my mind you were doing a double feature of both of them. So I just wanted oh, to Oh, fine. Check. I can do that. Let's do Predator and let's do Predators and The Predator. Oh, I meant if like next, that, mo- next yeah. month when we'll talk about it after the show. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, because Prey, Prey doesn't come out until August. So. Oh, uh, we have time. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So you can find us, you can listen to, to our podcast on all major podcasting platforms. Like us on Twitch, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram to check out the awesome reel that we did with ourselves, our friends over yeah. at Victims and Villains and Nerf Herders Assemble. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Check that out. Uh, until next time for You Have to Watch This Podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And let's go kick some intergalactic ass. <laughs> <laughs>